WKTY weather for western Wisconsin and southeastern Minnesota. We are looking at partly sunny skies today. Another fairly warm day. I have around 41 degrees. A south wind at 8 to 13 miles an hour. For tonight, partly cloudy skies with an overnight low near 35. Winds increasing. It'll be breezy tonight. A south wind around 13 to 16 miles an hour, gusting up to about 25 or so. On Sunday, mostly cloudy skies with a high near 43, not quite as breezy. Uh, A south wind at 6 to 11 miles an hour in the morning, becoming light and variable in the afternoon. Sunday night gets messy. Snow likely during the overnight hours, mixed with rain. Eventually, uh, starting out as a a mix with rain anyway, and then eventually changing over to uh, all snow uh, late in the uh, overnight. Cloudy skies, a low around 29 degrees, a calm wind. Chance of precipitation, 60%. New snow accumulation of less than a half an inch possible. On Monday, that snow possibility continues, increases actually. Uh, Monday's high right around 32 degrees. A light north wind becoming northwesterly at 5 to 10 miles an hour in the morning. Uh, Chance of precipitation, 80%. New snow accumulation of 1 to 3 inches possible uh, here in the La Crosse area. Tuesday or I should say Monday night, a slight chance of snow early in the evening and then maybe a few flurries here and there. Mostly cloudy skies, cold, uh, low around 6 degrees. Chance of precipitation only about 20%. On Tuesday, uh, we see a chance of flurries, mostly cloudy skies, and a high near 10. Tuesday night, mostly cloudy, a low of 4 below. A northwest wind at 5 to 8 miles an hour. On Wednesday, mostly sunny skies and a high of 6 for... Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, a low of 1. A little bit warmer on Thursday, mostly cloudy skies with a high near 22. And then looking out to Friday, we're bouncing back even a little bit more. A 30% chance of snow, mostly cloudy skies, and a high near 32 degrees. In the cross at the moment, we've got mostly cloudy skies, 29 degrees at WKTY. It is 8.08. It's time for WKTY Outdoors. to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And I hope you're having a good weekend. Certainly sounds like it's going to be nice to get out there and do some outdoor recreating. Can't wait. Maybe try dropping a line in the water there anyway, and I'm sure I can find a little open water somewhere. I don't think we've got uh, that much ice yet, Uh, but uh, boy, it sure looks like next week we're going to definitely make, uh, or definitely have some ice-making weather. Um, Once we get into, uh, let's see, I guess once we get kind of passed into Monday, I'm thinking uh, a good chunk of next week is going to be nothing but ice making weather. So I think we're finally we're finally at that point. We're just a little ways away, but we're uh we're there, I think. Finally. 
So, you know, then, then, then just uh, be patient. It's it's coming. It's not. Uh, I know. Well, I know there's some ice in some places anyway, but certainly when we've got temperatures uh, even a few degrees above freezing here, it's uh, uh, ice. Yeah, no. I don't think we've had enough to make it worthwhile. And nobody I've talked to said they've seen anything. So not worth the effort. Wait, it's just a fish. Don't rush it. Okay. I just keep the Aaron Rodgers, R E L A X. Relax. Okay. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> but yeah, definitely the, uh, the ice, uh, we're going to be making some ice next week. That's for sure. So that's, uh, that, that's good. Hopefully, maybe, uh, well, you know, it'd be perfect, actually, if you get the app either today or tomorrow, anyway, uh, uh, run up north to uh, to St. Paul to the ice fishing show. I think that would be a uh, fine way to spend the, you know, get out. It's like, really, maybe there's some ice up closer to the Twin Cities. I don't know, but um, certainly not. There's probably some ice around here, but it's pretty thin, I'm thinking. Um not anything you want to be messing around with. So, I'll go up to the show, and I don't know if I'm going to... I know today I won't be able to make it. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. But I'll have to see. I haven't quite uh, got my schedule figured out yet. So, we'll, we'll have to see. But that's an option anyway. Certainly, uh, it will certainly get you in the mood for when we do get some ice down there. And that's for... Uh, that's for darn certain. So, because I'm anxious to get out there. Never was a you know huge ice fishing fan, but now I've gotten I've gotten back into it, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's just you, know, you go with some friends, and it's just a a good time on the ice. So, and because like I said, right now they're really just. Wait a little bit. I, it, as far as a, a, a fishing report here this morning goes, and we'll uh, we'll hop into the, the hot spot here. Um, report brought to you by uh, Powerhouse Marine uh, this morning on WKTY. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. Uh, I'm not sure where to really tell you. It doesn't. It's it's just been so hit and miss. Um, I think maybe if. Uh, I would try maybe a couple places. I think maybe I would try uh, try Lake on Alaska. Um, and I'm 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 sorry. I should maybe back up. I'll just kind of umbrella the whole thing here in terms and talk in terms of pan fishing right now. That seems to be probably the most uh, productive use of your time anyway is uh, uh, doing some pan fishing. Um, so yeah, I would check out maybe some places on on Lake on Alaska. The other thing too is, you know, if you still got a boat. Um, you might be able to just kind of mark some spots uh, again to, to for when we do get some ice next week, uh, where uh, where you can try try some ice fishing. Because certainly once uh, you know early on in the season, those fish aren't going anywhere. Um, they're going to be pretty much in the the same neighborhood that uh, they are kind of at this point anyway. So uh, you can do a little scouting out for uh, when the ice finally does arrive. But yeah, pan fishing. Uh, I, you know, maybe try the Three Lakes area up by Trempolo. Uh, you know, I mean, there's some. I know there's some decent sized bluegills and crappies and 
Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about crappie fish, early ice crappie fishing here in just a, a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, that's what I think I'd be, I'd be targeting this weekend. And certainly, you know, you find some nice crappies or some nice bluegills, sunnies, what have you. I mean, that doesn't a fish dinner sound kind of nice tonight. I mean, just, it's, you know, nice evening, maybe Sunday evening, uh, nice Sunday evening meal as the snow starts to fly. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'm going to have to play that interview back. I, one of the things I'm, I know I'm going to probably do here before the end of the year is uh, I have did an interview earlier this year with uh, local chef Sean McManus, and uh, we talked about making different kinds of fish. I'm going to have to – I'm getting hung – darn it. And I only, you know, didn't really bring in much for breakfast this morning, but now I'm really getting <laughs> hungry for fish. Uh, that just sounds – that just sounds really good, you know. So there is, there is that to think about as well. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. And, and uh, talking to the folks up at, at Fat Cat there, uh, you know, they were using, uh, guys were coming in, trying out some rosy reds, looking for, you know, uh, maybe some crappies and things like that. Um, but it, otherwise, it's, it's been pretty quiet. Haven't heard much in the way of uh, a walleye report from uh, the lock and dams, but um, that's another opportunity uh, as well, if you, uh, you know, I, I think the, the bite might be kind of tough at the moment here, but certainly, you know, if you've got the boat and, uh, you know, this might be one of the last weekends you can actually get out easily anyway, out onto, uh, out by the lock and dams and get out through some of those landings. Um, but, uh, I'm just seeing, you know, a few fish, a few walleyes being caught guys, uh, just doing some vertical jigging, um, Maybe doing a little bit of trolling, nothing terribly complex or, or complicated. Certainly nothing. Uh, you know, if you're going to go trolling, I, you know, certainly not going to go zipping along and ice. Uh, I think a little slower presentation. I think that's probably why the, the twister tails and maybe just a, a jig and a minnow combination uh, probably going to be be your best bet. I don't know how active the the fish are really going to be at this point in terms of uh, the walleye. Of course. You know, so, um, so you got pretty much three spots. I think that uh, would be a good focus. Uh, yeah, uh, Lake Onalaska. Uh, I would also try uh, if you want to try a little. You know, try some walleye fishing. You certainly aren't going to get a. You know, <laughs> you don't have to worry about bumping into other boats. Let's put it that way. Um, that'll be easy enough done. Uh, there isn't going to be a, a ton of uh, a ton of pressure on these fish. Uh, for a while, anyway, I think. Um, so you got that, and then uh, like either uh, see, the, yeah, Lake on Alaska, uh, Lock and Dams, and probably um, Three Lakes area. Um, I can vouch for the Three Lakes area. I just like that area. And um, the other place you might want to try too is, and I didn't get a chance to get a, a talk to Roscoe out at uh, Roscoe's Live Bait this morning. Or uh, out at Roscoe's Live Bait, pardon me, uh, and get a report. I'm guessing, uh, yeah, maybe some decent fishing out. Uh, you know, again, pan fishing is probably uh, your best bet anyway. Maybe out uh, by Lake Toma, or maybe some of the bog areas haven't. They might be a little bit more. Uh, there might be a little bit more ice there. There's certainly, and there's certainly uh, uh, peat and well, way to the east anyway. Um, 
uh, as well. And I'm, I'm guessing, you know, if, if you're going to go for walleye place like that, it, you know, same kind of thing, you know, some vertical jigging, uh, maybe a twister tail or a, a jig and a minnow, some kind of thing like that, that, uh, that would work out pretty well for you. So that's kind of the hot spot report here this morning, brought to you by the good folks over at Powerhouse Marine. Now, uh, and, and I kind of touched on it a little earlier anyway, but uh, as far as the uh, the conditions report, that's being brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait out in Toma. Uh, stop on out and, and see Don out there, and he'll get you uh, he'll get you taken care of, whether you need uh, you know minnows or other kinds of live bait. You know, you're getting to be the time for getting the waxies out and the leeches and maybe a little chunk of night crawler still, you know, that kind of good stuff. Um, so you got that, uh, out there and, you know, in terms of conditions, I still think, uh, I think some of the, the, uh, it's pretty, pretty consistent right now. We just haven't gotten, you know, the water temperature right now is, uh, still above, well, I said it'll always be above freezing, but anyway, um, it's still, you know, a couple degrees high. I mean, we're talking mid thirties right now, uh, 34 in Trempolo and Dresback. 35 in Genoa, 36 down in Lynxville. So, you know, not really there yet in terms of uh, ice-making weather, at least out on the main channel anyhow. And and certainly, um, this is good anyway for, uh, I think, a a good indicator that, you know, I think we're getting close to making ice anyway. The flow has certainly come down. it's, uh, let's see, what do we got here? It's at about uh, uh, 49 up in uh, up by Winona, Trempolo at 52, uh, Dresback 52, about 58 down in Genoa. So, you know, that's, uh, those are, the numbers are starting to come down anyway, which, you know, is always a, always a good thing, you know. So a little less, a little less flow and, just makes it a little more conducive, I think, to when we do get to some ice making weather. It'll, you know, there isn't so much waves and currents and things like that. And uh, at least again, out on the the main channel, uh, this is a number I'd like to see continue to drop. And it just looks it's slow but steady, and and it's still high for uh, for this time of year. And uh, River Stage right now is sitting at seven point oh five feet, um, and it's. Come down about oh maybe four tenths of a foot since uh, the middle of the week here, but I'd still like to see it come down a little bit more. Um, I think that's just is going to really help out the fishing anyway. And I can't, I, you know, and I don't, I don't. I guess I haven't seen yet. I'm guessing it's not going to be too many more days if they if our if they haven't already. But uh, we got to be getting around the time where they're closing down the locks and dam or locking dams anyway. So or closing down the locks, I should say, um, for barge traffic. So I honestly don't know if if they have or not, but got to be getting around that time. It's got to be pretty close. You know, down here maybe, it, you know, obviously it, it's still kind of open, but I don't know about further, further upriver anyway. So just thought of that. I'm like, yeah, hmm. I haven't seen sort of the official sign yet that, the season, the shipping season has ended. I guess we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. But that is, uh, you know, and, and that's the conditions report here this morning on WKTY Outdoors. Again, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait uh, out in Toma. 
And, of course, the Hot Spot Report brought to you by good folks at Powerhouse Marine as well. And, yeah, hey, let's take advantage of it while we can here. I mean, we've got a beautiful weekend, nice weather, nothing, uh, no, no precipitation. And, you know, the other thing, too, I'm thinking you know, if you're getting out, you know, today or, you know, sometime tomorrow, um, you know, kind of get ahead of that, that front moving in here for the, the, you know, that's bringing the snow on Sunday night, Monday morning. And, you know, that, I would think that would maybe spark a little bit of a, or help spark a little bit of a bite anyway, uh, as the, uh, the barometer changes. So, you know, that's, uh, that's another indicator that I, I, I overlooked, uh, just thought of now, as a matter of fact, I think that would, that, that's another indicator that, uh, I think the fish will be in a little bit more positive feeding mode and trying to prepare for the coming storm, so to speak. Not that, you know, an inch or two or a dusting of snow is a storm. You know, but you get the idea. Anyhow. Okay, it is uh, 823. I'll take a break and come back. We'll continue uh, the conversation here on WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's your favorite time of the year, the holidays. Prepping is always fun when she stops at Ace of Lacrosse. She found everything she needs to get her house ready, both indoors and out. Lights, decorations, the works. And while she was there, she found some great gifts. Carhartt for dad, kitchen gadgets for mom, even something for the dog. On the way out, she grabbed a new snow shovel. That's the only thing she doesn't really like about the holidays. Stop by and stock up on your holiday goodies. Ace of Lacrosse on the south side of Lacrosse. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. I'm Brian. I'm with Dunright Remodeling and Seamless Gutters. As far as the advertising goes, we dabbled. When I started out in this business, we dabbled in a lot of different advertising. Uh, nothing worked. Hi, I'm Chuck Mefford. Make your business famous with a Brandsformation, the four-step marketing system proven to give your business real and measurable return on investment. When we went to Chuck Mefford, I was very impressed by what I heard from him. What I really love about Midwest Family is they're they're so rare because they get it. They understand that most business owners don't need media, but what they need is results. It has increased our business by 200%. What I like about Brandservation System and Midwest Family is they put it together. Chuck Medford and Midwest Family work for us. My advice would be do not dabble. Call Midwest Family. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. For me, and I, I said this after the game, like, for me to do it, I have to, like, literally run by all my teammates uh, and, and kind of avoid them to get to get to the wall to do the lead. So uh, the situation just kind of has to be right. And, uh, you know, so last year, actually, Monday night game, had a game winner. Kind of similar situation. Literally just uh, in the moment, got sworn, didn't even think about doing it. So after that, uh, uh, Hunter Bradley, our long snapper, and, and myself, we've been talking about it all, kind of all year, waiting uh, for that next moment. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, it was another Monday night game. I think it was just honestly the same exact week as it was last year. And, uh, 
as soon as I hit it, I, I took off running. I see him kind of waving me on, and uh, we were able to go and, uh, and, and do the celebration. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It's 8.26 and WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And a quick check, and it's going to be quick, of the uh, sports calendar here this morning. Uh, Got some football for you tomorrow anyway. Uh, We've got the Redskins at the Packers, which ought to be a Pretty fun game if you're a Packer fan. Uh, that's game. Uh, pre-game gets underway at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, and then that, uh, once uh, our Packer coverage wraps up with the uh, the post-game uh, commentary and phone calls and everything, uh, right around 6.30 then uh, we've got uh, Sunday night football as the Seahawks take on the Rams. And that'll be a fun game. Watch the Seahawks uh, and the Vikings game the other night. Go Seahawks. <laughs> Mike, that was for you. Uh. <laughs> oh, well. That was a good game. Uh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting interesting month of December for football, for Vikings and Packers fans. There's no, no, no doubt. And, and talk about that during the, the rest of the week here. We'll, uh, we'll stick to the outdoors, but it's... Uh, Going to be some good football being played this month. There's no, uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, speaking of December, and and I, I just I came across this uh, during the break here too. Uh, it, it, I did it. I think I got took care of mine a couple weeks ago. Uh, but uh, black bear and turkey hunters are reminded uh, in Wisconsin to submit their applications for the 2020 season permit drawings uh, before midnight on December 10th. Um, the uh, Wisconsin DNR and Bear Advisory Committee are, uh, according to the DNR here, this release I'm looking at, uh, they're currently in the process of determining the 2020 harvest quotas. Um, harvest numbers from the season this year, anyway, aren't finalized yet, but preliminary estimates show that harvested our hunters harvested more than 3,600 bear. Um, bear hunters, of course, reminded, and, and we've talked about it on the, the show here, uh, with uh, with Eric Usabo from Trophy Adventure Outdoor Adventures Outdoors, uh, that you know, bear hunting is big demand right now, uh, and hunters must apply for several years before receiving a permit through the drawing process for uh, most bear management zones. So need to uh, need to get that uh, get that taken care of for next season's hunt uh, in September and uh, October. And of course, uh, one that uh, the one that I took care of anyway is the uh, uh, 2020 spring turkey uh, hunting. Uh, get the uh, authorization um, again. You're gonna uh, you've got until December 10th at midnight to get it uh, get it taken care of. Applicants may choose as in the past anyway up to two time period and zone combinations where they would in, in which they'd like to hunt uh, as a third choice. Applicants may choose one zone in which they will accept uh, harvest authorization for any time period. Um, 
Successful applicants will be notified by mail after the drawing results are finalized. And if not, uh, if you don't get uh, if you don't get that anyway, the uh, bonus harvest authorizations uh, are available for purchase starting March sixteenth. Um, bonus harvest authorizations cost ten bucks for residents, fifteen for non-residents. Uh, you got to have the turkey stamp. If you're going to file for the, if you're doing the thing here before December 10th, just get it at the same time and be done with it. Um, just go to the Minnesota, Minnesota, the Wisconsin. You're not going to get a turkey hunting permit for Wisconsin and Minnesota. Let's just put it that way. Uh, go to the Wisconsin TNR website, and they've got all the the details uh, details for that. And uh, sign up while you can. If uh, if either one of those are Things that you're 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 interested in. I want to try a little. Um, my buddy Jeff and I we go out and do a little spring turkey hunting, and which unfortunately consists mostly of uh, sitting in the woods for several hours at a time, not making much noise, not really having a conversation, and just kind of like sitting there. And kind of like the old adage, you know, if if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to listen, yeah, yeah, like if I go hunting with my friend and sit in the woods and don't make a sound, are there turkeys around? So far, the last couple of years has been no. <laughs> uh, I know, but I I enjoy it a great deal. That's uh, that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, I can wear my camouflage clothing and public and people don't look at me funny. Uh, so, it's, um, but no, it's uh, get, get the, again, you've got to, today's Saturday the 7th. So, uh, you certainly want to, uh, uh, get that taken care of if you already haven't. So you do, uh, need to take care of that. Let's see here. Let me get my, uh, notes out here. Where was I at? Um, oh, let's, uh, Let's uh, shift gears anyway, and, and this will be a little shorter segment anyway, uh, but talk a little bit about, since I'm going to talk a little bit about fishing and what to look forward to anyway, um, early ice crappie fishing. Uh, you know, one of the, the fun aspects of the job is to get to read up on all this stuff and share a few tips with you. Uh, hopefully it'll improve what you're doing out there anyway. Um First thing, and, and again, these, these are just, I'm, I don't want to say they're bullet points, but they're all together under one umbrella, so to speak, anyway. Um, one thing you want to think about anyway, certainly if you're going to go uh, ice fishing in shorter days, uh, certainly a lot less light penetration into the ice, um, you know, with the snow cover and, and all that as well. So it's, it, you don't have to go down pretty far or very far to to be sort of in the dark, if you will, with uh, with your your lure there. So, uh, one of the things I always kind of suggest is uh, making sure that you know you've got some glow in the dark jigs to uh, to help out. I think uh, you know if you don't, uh, you might be missing out on an opportunity to succeed anyway, where others are getting skunked. Definitely, um, true in the early or late parts of the day. Uh, well, even you know, as I said here, you know. It, in the middle part of the day, same thing. Um, we're going to have a lot of cloudy, dreary, dark days, and you know, very little, very little light penetration down into the water. Um, so it pays to have a few anyway. 
also believe it's true that, you know, uh, you know it's that, that, like I said, the light just isn't going to penetrate like it does in the summertime. Crappies, however, uh, can still pick out a, a bright jig head in low or no light conditions. So, uh, simply put, if they can see it, they can eat it. Um, also, too, you know, it's good for, you know, stained water. Uh, you know, you might be working in a, a weedy area. But something, you know, a brightly lit jig uh, can help draw in draw in some fish, you know. And there's a bunch of them out on the, the market there, uh, you know, just plain old all jig heads. Uh, um, you know, there's other styles, you know, jigging spoons and things like that that you can drop the little uh, glow stick kind of things in there. Um, you know, there, there, there's a, a variety of, of good good quality in the dark jigs that you can you can buy so definitely um and, and in different colors as well you know you've got greens and reds um those are kind of you know good go-to colors uh just different kind of different shades of red different shades of green if you will and um certainly the nice thing about that is it, it you know it can kind of give you a little bit of contrast there uh especially you know maybe late in the day when Things are getting a little tougher. Fish are not quite as active, but um, but yeah, the key is to uh, to make sure you use a good bright white light to uh, to charge them up. You know, they make all these LED flashlights these days. Uh, great example, small yet bright. Um, gosh, I and I I I think I picked up a handful. <laughs> I've got I've got them. I've got them in my my car and I've got them in with my fishing tackle and I've got it, you know, at home and like I found them gosh of all places. And, and I've had like clip lights and I'm going off on a tangent here, but I've had like the hat, the clip lights for the hat and things like that for, you know, a long time. And I invariably they, they make them out of, you know, the, the vast majority of them are made out of like, plastic clips that eventually it doesn't and you know, they just they eventually break i got a whole bunch of them at home and, and it's like i don't they they the flashlight part still works the clip doesn't i mean so they still kind of work they're still functional and everything but clips don't work going to of all places and going to walmart and just wandering through the section the outdoor section there and there's clip lights and little headband lights or whatever. The clip lights, metal clip, and they're like, you know, the the nice LED lights. I'm sure they're not the brightest in the world, but they work pretty well. They're like a buck. Like, phew. So, got them in a bunch of places and always, always available. I'm always, you know, a good chunk of the time I got to, ball cap on anyway even in winter um if not then you got the headband thing but it's like he's for a buck and i have yet to break one i think i've had them now for uh hmm, oh more than a year i think and before you know you, you spend seven eight ten or even more in some cases dollars for like those little the ones that clip onto your hat I can put them all in one drive. It's like, ugh. so 
frugal, but anyway, uh, get off on a tangent. So if you're looking for like a nice cap light or whatever, they got goofy, they got like pink and blue and yellow and, you know, like, okay, well, I'll, I can, for a buck, I can make it work, you know, but anyway, uh, the key to having a good flat, you know, flashlight, headlight, how, head, you know, cap light, whatever you want to call it, um, good for having, a, you know, if you're in the shelter and need something to see, but. Uh, also good for charging up those lures. So, like, yeah, again, it's it's something good to have, regardless of whether you fish with glow in the jig, glow in the dark jigs or not. Um, for a buck, yeah, make it work. So, another thing to uh, uh, keep in mind this time of year too is uh, line color. High visibility line offers you the opportunity to see you know, a subtle motion of a, a horizontal bite or maybe just a little vertical lift. Um, unfortunately, the fish can also see the line in this clear water uh, around a lot of the area here. Certainly the older, more wary crappies can. Uh, so what you could do is, uh, uh, to minimize that a little bit, just tie a little swivel on the end of your high-vis line, then tie something, you know, tie a little leader on, if you will. You know, something low vis, and there's a, a bunch of different ones out there. Uh, you know, it's not going to make any difference to you, uh, but it will to the fish you're uh, you're trying to catch. There's no doubt about that. Uh, let's see here. A couple of uh, and, and I've talked about this before, just to kind of round this all out. Uh, a couple of techniques for jigging that might be worth looking into. Uh, other than you know, you got the the typical lift and drop or just dead sticking, what have you. Uh, just, uh, um, just, you know, stick your hand in a snowbank for five minutes, uh, and then, cause it'll be shaking by then and then grab your rod and just kind of do the little shaky thing. Uh, get your lure to boogie. Um, just, you know, not necessarily up and down or anything like that. Just kind of shake, just kind of put a little vibration into it. Um. That's kind of what I'm I'm going for here, you know. On a small ice fishing jig, uh, you know, even a small hand movement can make that jig kind of dance around a little bit. Uh, you certainly don't want to. I mean, you're not gonna you don't overdo it, but you know, just just a little bit of vibration. Not so much. And it's 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 not an up and down or kind of motion. It's it just sort of like quivering uh, is maybe a, a good way to put it as well. But yeah, um, it'll. If there's any kind of a tail on it, it'll it'll move that a little bit. Just move it a little bit in a, in a little bit different way. Um, it's it's maybe just a little bit more of a finesse move. Um, you know, I mean, you can put as much motion into it as you want, but you know, a little subtle shake anyway. I think uh, I think will work. Uh, certainly something to uh, to think about anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just. Uh, and if you don't want to shake your hand, just gently tapping on the rod blank can also uh, impart a, a little bit different, you know, sort of a maybe a, a dipping kind of a action, a little shaky as well. And just, uh, again, a little bit different motion, something a little bit different to present to the fish that maybe are always used to seeing sort of the, the same, you know, lift and drop the jig and uh, or just leaving, you know, dead sticking it, whatever. Um Again, just a little, 
A little bit more motion in there. Something to think about anyway once we uh, once we get some ice next week. It is 842. I'm going to take a break. Come back in a moment as WKTY Outdoors continues on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Yeah, you know, for a bunch of stuffed fish on my wall, <laughs> you're great listeners. What's that, Mr. Bass? You was uh, talking to Poppy Crappie, says that fall fishing is excellent. And to go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma for my fishing accessories and live bait, Roscoe's Live Bait also knows all the good spots. Well, I could just kiss you right on the mouth. Mwah! Moral of the story, listen to your stuffed fish and go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma. It's where everybody goes for their tackle and bait. It's where everybody goes. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. My name is Nigel Adcock. I'm with Cotton Seed LLC. I'm Jim from SignPro, and Nigel came in, and they had ideas that they wanted to get across but didn't know how to do it. I like the fact that those guys took the time to ask me questions, learn about the company, what we did, and from that put together some suggestions, some ideas to embellish and enhance what we had. Going out to trade shows and getting your business out there is an excellent idea, but if you're going to do that, you got to make sure you have a professional image. So what Nigel needed was a variety of displays to fit the variety of shows that they go to. When I go to World Dairy Expo, I see a lot of really fancy-looking booths and, uh, and, and the artwork. And, and to know that this company here in Lacrosse can do that is, is very reassuring to know that uh, you know, I've got that to help me out if I want to do something similar. Go to a pro, sign pro, WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. I hope you're having a good morning so far. Certainly enjoying uh, what might be some nice weather this weekend. Get outside and do some recreating and have some fun. Or the snow flies, so to speak. <laughs> hey, a couple of other things here. Uh, talking about uh, ice fishing this morning anyway, because we pretty much are on the brink of that anyway. And we'll see how uh, the next week goes and as far as making some decent ice. Um, but when it comes to, uh, you know, heading out on early ice, besides safety, uh, definitely something to keep in mind. Um, also think about the noise that you're going to be making. Um, and how that will affect the fish below your feet. Um, talk about this in trout fishing. You know, you don't make sudden movements and things like that to spook the fish. Uh, kind of the same sort of thought here is that, you know, keep in mind that, you know, the noise you make is going to affect the fish. Uh, so you got to think a little stealthy, so to speak. You know, there isn't as much ice there. You know, many of the panfish and, you know, larger predators are, you know, your northerns and 
uh, walleyes and things like that, they're going to be up shallow because that's, at this point anyway, where the food is located. Um, so it's not going to make, a, might not make a lot of difference, you know, later as we get into the season, the ice gets thicker and thicker. But, you know, early on anyway, when there's only maybe, you know, three, four, five inches of ice, um, you know, the sounds that you make will get transmitted through the ice and it can spook the fish and put them in a non-positive feeding mode. One thing to uh, uh, also think about, and very very few fishermen do, uh, especially the ones that you know don't have a, a shanty and just sit on the open ice, you know, is the fact that you know they've just opened a hole in the ice. You know, perhaps you know, like yesterday or to you know, day, uh, you know, would be an example weather wise. Anyway, uh, you know, lots of light, lots of sunshine that would. We had ice and freshly drilled holes, you know, lots of sunshine that's going to be penetrating down through there, you know, toss in the shallow water, the light, the noise. I mean, that can really uh, shut down the fishing. Um, one tip I found is, you know, once the hole is open, you, you know, if you know where the fish are but just aren't biting, um, try putting maybe a little slush or ice back into the opening. Um, it'll knock down the present or lock, knock down, I should say, the, uh, the light penetration and maybe help turn that hole into just a little bit more of a productive one. Um, I guess too, and it depends on where you, you know we are in the season when it comes to making the opening. Uh, you know, some guys always use a power auger to make a hole. Others use a spud. Again, early on, you know, both do the trick, get it done pretty quick. Um, later in the season, the thicker the ice. You know, obviously the power auger is the way to go. You're not going to sit there and chip through eight, ten inches of ice. Um, maybe if you're reopening a hole, yes, but otherwise, no. A um, couple of tips to help reduce the spook factor. Uh, the first is to drill the holes early before primetime fishing rolls in, if you can. Um, you know, not only are walleyes sensitive to the bright sunlight, they're also spooked away from the noise of an auger uh, as well. And by drilling early, the memory of that noise will fade, and the fish will, you know, move back in uh, to fill the void, if you will. Uh, you know, along those lines, you know, if you think you're going to be moving around an area, try to drill some of your holes at once, all at once. Um, that way, all you need to do to clear the next hole, if you are moving, is just you know, scoop it out or use that spud to open it up. Um, when you're done with the day, if you can, maybe uh, you know cover the hole with some pine boughs and uh, pack a little snow on top there to just uh, uh, kind of protect it, if you will. Yeah, the you know you come back maybe the next day or or so. Um, I don't know that that pile of maybe a little snow and a little branch, you know, pine boughs and things like that will. Uh, Make it a lot easier for you to get back into the hole uh, the next day. You don't have to maybe drill the auger, you know, get the, the auger out. You know, you'll have the your spud along and can just kind of hopefully chip it out anyway. And I guess it would depend on how cold it is, how much ice is in there. But it certainly would be easier to do that than uh, than re-drill the hole. I, you know, 
it's it's interesting in in one respect here too. I was uh, in, in digging out some research around anyway. Is that uh, um, Dave Gens, and if you know who that is, uh, you know, certainly a, a well known uh, name in the ice fishing community, and um, apparently said at one time anyway. You know, fish are alarmed by ice auger, you know, gas augers drilling through the ice, but aren't scared of someone chopping a hole with a chisel. Um, and another writer I was looking at even stated that, uh, you know, he felt that fish were attracted to the sound of an ice chisel and it would uh, intentionally cut new holes when the action slowed. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure why that is. And the stories that I was kind of reading anyway is... Uh, But, you know, not sure why they do it that way, but interesting. I don't know if it just sounds more, I don't know if maybe the chipping sounds, you know, that obviously ice, you know, if you've ever spent time on the ice, uh, you know that it it expands and contracts and it'll, you know, you'll hear those pops and snaps and uh, as as the ice kind of shifts around. Um, So it's, I don't know if it, maybe if it just sort of, uh, the vibrations from you know the the spud or however you uh however you do it uh isn't is a little bit more of a natural sound for the fish which again is is kind of you know certainly the your gas auger or electric auger or whatever you've got anyway certainly isn't uh, a natural sound so to speak but i don't know if maybe just the chipping is just something that um the sound waves, the sound vibrations, if it's something that just sort of imitates, you know, the expansion and contraction of the ice. So, interesting. I haven't, uh, I, I'll, I'm going to try and dig a little bit more into that because it's, it's, it's interesting to me. I'm guessing, again, <clears throat> like I said, that, you know, the the frequency, and I don't mean number of times, I mean just sort of the, the frequency, the, the sound waves, if you will, from... Uh, Gas auger are very, very different than the sound waves by someone chipping out the ice. Um, and maybe it's, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, you get the gas auger. It's like going full bore all the time. And like, you know, while, whereas if you've got a ice axe, chisel, you know, spud, what have you, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's always a little pause in there, a beat pause anyway, while you're lifting it up uh, to make your next strike if you will uh i wonder if that has that might play a role into it as well but gosh i didn't think we were going to dig like do some chemistry experiments now this reminds me back of my into my science classes in high school <laughs> uh, but anyway just something to uh something to think about anyway when you're uh, uh out on the ice and when we get some of course it is 8.53. Take a break and come back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. WKTY is your source for high school sports, covering more than 100 local contests each year. 
And each year, we honor the most outstanding student-athletes in the lacrosse area by providing them college scholarships through the Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning Sportscaster Club. So far, we've given away $100,000 in scholarships. To show your support for high school athletics in the Cooley region, consider patronizing these fine sponsors. ABC Auto Body, Bluffside Tavern, Firefighters Credit Union, Awesome Funeral Home, Pratt Lumber, Mystery Electric, Schumacher Kish Funeral Home, Wafer, Washout Chiropractic Clinic, Balduzzi Lumber, Begnevsky Heating and Air Conditioning, Costrude and Temp, Brian Sandmeyer Insurance Agency, Remax, Brandon Kane, Killer Furniture, Five Star Telecom, and Played Again Sports. The Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning Sportscaster Club. Honoring outstanding student-athletes in the Cooley region. Feeling a bit itchy? Feeling like you look at the magical internet with a notion that you could do something really, really cool for businesses, but you don't know how to actually meet those businesses? You woke up this morning saying, man, I get this. I know how all this works. I can insta-face Google Snap like there's no tomorrow. You woke up thinking, businesses are leaving money on the table. I just gotta get in front of businesses. Well, wait till you see what's behind this door. At Midwest Family Lacrosse, we know all the businesses. And they're saying, I'm loving what's coming out of the speakers. Now, how do I get this puppy online? That's where you come in. At Midwest Family Lacrosse, we're looking for people like you with an itch. An itch to help. A desire to learn new things. The know-how to put it all together. Email Teresa at TeresaT at MWFBroadcasting.com. And let's get to know each other. Midwest Family Lacrosse is an equal opportunity employer. WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land that you've always wanted. And got a couple minutes left to go in the program here this morning. And good night last night, anyway. I had a chance to, uh, well, it was our annual radio station Christmas party. And of course, it was a pretty good time. These folks know. Ought to have a good time here. <clears throat> anyway, um, had a conversation, you know, and, and you just meet a lot of different people. And uh, one of the companies that we're connected with is Sign Pro. Talked to a couple of folks there, and uh, talked to a guy named Jeff there about uh, outdoors and deer hunting. And uh, he was telling me a great story, and and uh, about. Uh, he was out deer hunting oh, a few weeks ago anyway and uh, had a black bear come after him, so to speak. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty good story. Uh, this was down by, uh, down by DeSoto, as a matter of fact. And it was, uh, he, well, and the, the thing was, he had food on him, and I think that's what the bear was smelling. It wasn't smelling so much him. It was, uh, the bear was smelling the couple of apples that he had in his pocket uh in the candy bar and things like that so uh and by the way the bear ended up with let's see yeah had apples two apples and a candy bar from what i remember from the story and 
Yes, the bear ended up with uh, with them all. It's, it worked out. They were voluntarily surrendered, so to speak, to the uh, uh, the bear. But uh, I'm kind of kind of bummed. As he's telling me this great story, it's like, oh, I got pictures, I got video, and his phone had <laughs> battery had died. Um, I'm not. I'm just like you know. It's like so. You got to take a step back, and it's like okay, you know. It's like little bit of little bit of skepticism but no i mean it was a uh it was uh somebody came in and verified it for him uh, that had seen the pictures on the phone and it was like, but no it was, i'm like guy ended up not getting a deer but came away with uh probably uh and even you know it's like okay i went deer hunting i sat in the stand all day and i didn't get anything this guy's got hey i went to the, the stand i didn't get a deer or whatever but there was this black bear, so he he's got a good, pretty good story to tell, uh, and uh, he's going to email me some photos. I'm going to have to. I haven't looked at my email yet this morning, but I'm going to dig that out. It was uh, it was a good conversation. One of the things that we were talking about real quick, and I, I'm running out of time here too, was that uh, he's talking about his son and uh, spending time with him outdoors, and uh, and it's like that is so cool. Um, you know, the getting the youth involved in, in hunting and fishing, and um, that's that's pretty cool. Um, his son wants to go out for the trap club at Central and enjoy that. Uh, so that's uh, that's fun. It's, it's great. You know, I wish I was you know seventeen, eighteen again. Um, I wouldn't be quite so dorky the second time around. I can guarantee you that. But that's another story. But I mean, you know, the opportunities that you've got in high school—you know, fishing teams and the trap clubs—that um, stuff's cool. That's very cool. Anyhow, hey, I got to wrap things up for this Saturday. Thank you so much for listening to WKTY Outdoors. I will see you again next Saturday. Station for sports. WKTY Lacrosse, ninety-six-seven FM.